Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Youth Hoops Pod presented by Pro Skills Basketball. Today, we are going to bring you guys a fun conversation around this topic of specialization that is such a huge topic in the youth sports world. So joining me today on the phone call from out in Denver, Colorado, is Dr. Matt Panetti. Uh, Matt is a chiropractic doctor who practices in Greenwood Village. Um, he owns and operates Prime Chiropractic. So Matt, uh, Thank you for joining the podcast, man. We're glad to have you here. Thanks for having me, Christian. Yeah, absolutely. So Matt uh, has written a blog that is going up on our website that will be up by the time you are listening to this. So please uh, go to our website and go to our content tab under that blog. Um, and Matt has written a blog titled, Is AU Harming Your Child? Um, so the conversation we're going to have here, Matt, is just kind of digging a little bit deeper into this topic of, um, you know, there's so many games played in an AAU basketball season. You hear stories of kids playing five, six, seven games a day, um, and it, it certainly does seem a bit extreme. And um, there's been some recent ESPN articles talking about how kids shouldn't be specializing in sports at such a young uh, age. And, you know, that was kind of your inspiration for writing this blog is, is showing how um, it's not exactly always harmful uh, to the child. It's all dependent upon the balance kind of they go in with it. So I'd love to get your just initial thoughts on kind of why you wrote this blog and, and we'll kind of let the conversation run from there. All right, cool. Well, um, first off, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. And um, second off, I think the, the reason for the, the article is because more and more I hear it from parents. Uh, I've got friends that have kids that are now getting to the age where AU basketball uh, is becoming a thing. And there, there's definitely some concern around how much they're playing. Mm -hmm. And I, I think most of it's extremely valid. They, they have, they have reasons for concern. I guess I just look at it from a different perspective. One, because of my training and health, mm -hmm. but two, I was a college basketball player myself. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, back, back when I was playing, we had AAU. It wasn't as involved as it is now, at least not where I grew up in Colorado, mm -hmm. but we still had games. We played a lot. And what I, what I look, when I look at this, my biggest thing is if you're not going to play AU basketball, but you've got plans to play college, it's going to be extremely challenging, especially in the environment that we're set up in today. It's really the only chance for these kids to get recruited. I mean, I, I don't know. You, you'll know this better, but to me, I feel like AU ball plays a bigger role in recruitment than high school ball does nowadays. Absolutely. hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. So if we're, if we're really trying, if that's, if that's the goal to make it to the next level, then it, we're, we're just going to have to accept that that's, unnecessary evil but at the same time at the same time what i've found is the biggest factor uh, and this is just through my clinical experience working with people mm -hmm. is that it's not so much the aau ball that's the problem it's what these kids are not doing outside of aau ball mm -hmm. if that makes sense so what do you mean by that well it, it doesn't have to do just with basketball it could do with baseball it could be with tennis it could be with volleyball mm -hmm. any sports uh where there's extreme specialization happening these kids are having to play one sport uh and 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 train in that one sport but then they're not doing anything outside of that sport so mm -hmm. if they're playing tennis for example they're constantly working on their serve their forehand their backhand but then they go home and they play video games or they work on their jump shot they shoot their free throws they learn they they work on these different moves that they're they're uh, are going to help them in a game but mm -hmm. then when they're done playing or done training they go home and playing video games, watching YouTube, binge watching Netflix, mm -hmm. right? And that was different from where I grew up. So we'd go practice, we'd go play, 
we go home and we go outside in the backyard and we play wiffle ball. Mm-hmm. Or we go home and we climb some trees and mess around. There really wasn't as much for us to do um, technology-wise. There wasn't as much for us to do, so we had to we had to make up games ourselves. And and I know that seems like we're picking on technology, but really what I'm what I'm trying to address is the fact that these kids need to have more stimulation to their bodies than just whatever specific sport they're doing. You can specialize, you can do that. And I think it's even more important for you when you're done with the specialization, get out and move around, do things that you don't normally do when you're doing your sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, even when you look at uh, basketball players, a lot of the great basketball players um, of all time, you look at a, a Kobe Bryant, for example, um, huge soccer fan and played soccer as a kid. And he's multiple times uh, linked back to his kind of early knowledge of soccer and his footwork and how that blended into his game of basketball. Um, what do you feel about a player you know, if they specialize in basketball, how can they get some of those other motor skills if they are only specializing in a sport? Do you see that as outdoor activities and just being active, as you're saying? Yeah, I think I think one of the best things is just to go move and explore. I mm-hmm. mean, as 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 weird as that may seem for some, just playing outside, jumping, running, um, climbing, just using muscles in different patterns, different ways that you're not used to using them. I think ultimately for me. When I was playing AAU basketball, I'm, I'm just using myself as the sample size. Here. Yeah, when yeah. I was playing basketball, I uh, we were definitely competitive, um, trying to get scholarships for college. But when I got to college, is really when the specialization took on a whole new meaning. Because mm-hmm. AAU basketball is one thing, but you still have plenty of time in your day, and it's hard when you're a kid, right? You think your life is just taken up by basketball, but yeah. really, when you look back at it from a thirty thousand foot view, you realize how much time you really have on your hands to be doing other things. When you get to college, though, things change a lot. Now, now your time's dictated by the coach, and it's it's really, really specialized. And I think that's ultimately one of my problems. I, I've got I've got a pretty bad right knee at this point in my life, and mm-hmm. it's due to the wear and tear, I believe, that I sustained playing college basketball. And nothing against my coach or, or anything else. It was ultimately just my own doing of not getting out, not moving enough, and not doing other things. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I'm, I'm sure that is the case. Um, and, and that kind of can segue us into this conversation here. Basketball is a very physically demanding sport. Um, you know, it's an anaerobic sport that is constant stop, start, change of direction, explosion up, down. Um, there's not really any other sport that requires you um, in this specific um, scenario to move in so many different directions at such a high speed um, repeatedly over and over for an extended period of time. You know, as you look at a, a football, there's a longer recovery time. As you look at a soccer, it's a aerobic sport that's going to be these longer movements. So we we understand that basketball is physically demanding, but does that mean it has to be bad for a kid? Because I know in your article you talk about how it's actually one of the better sports for using multiple motor skills and moving in multiple directions and strengthening both sides of the body. What are your kind of thoughts on basketball specifically? Um, and is it in itself going to harm the kid or could it potentially be better than a baseball or a tennis that is so specifically focused on a certain rotational movement or whatnot? Yeah, that's a good question. So, so I'm biased, right? Cause mm-hmm. I, I'm a, I'm a basketball player through and through, but I think in terms of movement, basketball by far is the most uh, demanding in terms of athleticism, you really see the top level athletes playing a sport like basketball. And I always talk with my friends about that, you know, who's got the best athletes. Is it football? Is it basketball, baseball, soccer, you know, mm-hmm. who, who are the best athletes? And I, and I really think it's hard to compare 
anyone to a basketball player. Mm-hmm. Just my personal opinion on that. But ultimately, because of all the movements you're going through, you have to jump, you have to stop, you have to pivot, you might shuffle to the side, you might step forward, backpedal. You know, you're required to do everything. Whereas in a game like football or baseball, you're really just going forward, uh, or you're uh, gathering and throwing. It's a lot of fast twitch, muscle fibers. They're different sports require different things. Yeah. Ultimately breaks down basketball i think is the most demanding that way mm-hmm. that being said if you're playing a sport like baseball or golf golf's probably even uh, more so you're, you're usually swinging just one way one direction so yep. if you're right-handed swing you've got that pretty much your entire life you're not switch hitting in golf for the most part and even in baseball i mean if you switch it that's fine but you're you're pitching with one arm you're not usually switching and that that motion that you're constantly doing over time that repetition is going to lead to wear and tear unless we're taking steps outside of it to balance. And that's, I think, the biggest thing. It goes back to my, my our initial um, start of this conversation around basketball. Sport sport is sport. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it often get, can, gets confused with health. Sport isn't health. Health is something completely different. And if you want to maintain health, you got to be looking outside of your specific sport. So if you're working with a trainer, for example, in basketball, that's great. It'll improve your skills in basketball. That doesn't necessarily mean it's going to improve your health. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing in baseball. If you're working with a trainer in baseball, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to improve your health as well. What it means is if you're not doing things outside, you're constantly just focusing on the sport, you're going to develop compensations. Yeah, Bad absolutely. Patterns. For sure, yes. And as I was reading your blog, you know, it I think you highlighted that so many people make it seem like it is it is going to be bad, like specialization bad, too much overload. Uh, but as I'm hearing you, like if number one, if we're trained to move correctly, our bodies are built to sustain that load in some capacity, and that's the point of strength training or or prepping yourself outside of the sport, correct? Yeah, I'm with that hundred percent. I think if you Thousands, thousands of years ago at our ancestry, we've got, um, you know, different tribes of humans that have been running long distances. That was part of their part of their culture, part of what they did for hunts. And, and I wouldn't say that that's necessarily conducive to health either, but it was there were certain things that they just had to do to eat and survive, and they did that. Um, but at the same time, they were also moving constantly, getting stimulation to body and the tissues that need it most. So even if they were doing these long um, exertions of, of constant running for a period of time, they were also taking time to heal their body and making sure that uh, subconsciously they're making sure that tissues in their body were performing optimally. And that's what, that's what we're missing today is just that outside stimulation, the other things that we need to be doing. Because what most people are doing is when they get done with their sport, most kids are going home, hopping on their cell phone and playing Fortnite or uh, binge watching YouTube videos, et cetera. Right? So that's, that's, what I find to be more problematic. Yeah, so you're saying it's it's not that it's a specialization in a specific sport where you may be practicing, you know, two hours a day, let's say, um, and then have a tournament on the weekend. You're saying it has nothing to do, uh, or or it's much less to do with the specialization in the sport, and it's much more about the other 20 hours of the day that you're spending. Yeah, I'm, that's exactly I'm, what I'm saying. Is this isn't this isn't even just a, a basketball or a baseball issue for kids. This is this is a cultural issue for all all Americans, not just kids. It's adults too. It's ultimately we're not training for life. We're training for a specific sport, and then we think we're done. And unfortunately, what we need to do if you're if you're working hard at a sport, you need to be training even harder to maintain your health, maintain your your athleticism, maintain lifestyle outside of the game. Because if you're not, eventually you will break down. Mm-hmm. And that's not so much a, 
finger at the, the game of basketball or AAU, that's ultimately pointing out lifestyle. What are you doing outside of this? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's uh, that's a very interesting and, and unique topic to, or, or a way to look at it that the sport is not the end-all, be-all of good health. It's rather a vehicle to uh, help sustain or increase health, you know, due to uh, pushing your heart rate and, and uh, gaining muscle mass or whatnot. But it's it's not the end-all, be-all. And I think that's a very interesting way to look at it. And, and you even talk about it in the article, and I'd love to hear you speak on, like, you know, sitting. is is They're sitting in school all day and how much that's going to destroy their body. Yet we're so focused on the two or three basketball games they play on a weekend, and we decide to put that under a microscope. But we don't talk about how terrible legitimately sitting can be and sitting in a classroom all day. Then, like you said, yeah, go into an hour and a half of practice, then going home and sitting again for more multiple hours playing video games yes yeah, so, so now we're getting somewhere christian so this is this is really where this is really where the conversation needs to be because mm-hmm. and and it hasn't it hasn't necessarily changed much in the past i don't know since i was a kid because we literally as soon as you can walk they sit you in a chair and make you sit in front of a, a teacher for hours a day mm-hmm. which you, the human body wasn't designed to do right I, I read a study not too long ago and and i didn't i don't have the the study in front of me here, mm-hmm. but they, they were doing their comparing risk of um, sitting versus risk of smoking. If you smoke one cigarette in your lifetime, life expectancy drops by 11 minutes. That's just one cigarette. But if you sit in, in front of the television for one hour, what they found is it's 22 minutes off your life expectancy. Mm. So it's just as detrimental. It has so many negative effects to it, and there's there's a lot of reasons for it. And we don't have to get into that, but just understand that these kids are these kids are literally destroying the structure of their bodies when they're sitting in class and as soon as they get out then we ask them to do an extremely demanding sport like basketball without any kind of prep without any kind of nurturing around their spine or their their muscle tissues they go full speed as hard as they can for however many years until eventually their body starts to break down and it's not like this one moment in time that you blew your acl repetitious movement, improper movement, because we've been sitting and not taking care of our bodies for too long, that eventually one straw breaks the camel's back, and now we have an injury. Yeah, an ACL tear is not a in-the-moment, super-strong ACL, one bad uh, movement mechanic and tear. Um, I, I'm sure you could probably attest that's not the case for 99% of them. It is years of, of uh, a load being demanded upon that ligament that was not intended for that ligament, and, and then it snaps. Right, exactly. And, and listen, it's, it, a lot of times it's not the knee. And for, for me, for example, my knee problem I don't believe is, has anything to do with my knee. I think it has to do with hips that have been um, not taken care of well enough when I was playing college basketball. It might even be ankle sprains because mm-hmm. a lot of ankles mm-hmm. affect the knee as well. And that's getting on, on another topic. But at the same time, usually the injury, the injured site, isn't, isn't usually the problem area, if that makes sense. A lot of times, for example, ACL tears, we see that happen a lot with concussed athletes. If you've got a concussion, I don't know if you know this, a concussion within the past couple of years, you're four times more likely to have an ACL tear. Wow. And that's just the imbalance that's created when you have an injury like that. You can't have a concussion without a neck injury. Neck injury is part of the spine. That affects literally everything down chain. Mm-hmm. And so the knee is ultimately going to be one of the last resorts, and it's going to take a lot of stress. Eventually, we'll see that ACL pop. 
Yeah, yeah, and and like you said, I, I think this stays on topic. I could talk to you about that all day. I think that's so interesting, and uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and say now we're going to need to have a future co- uh, podcast about that topic. <laughs> but I think that still stays on our topic of of talking about specialization, specialization, and and talking about how people are so focused on these two or three hours a day spent at something, and they're calling it specialization, but they're not focused on all these other uh, improper movement mechanics and patterns that we're doing that then lead to that ACL tear on the court. And my question for you would be, why do you think there is such a societal focus on the specialization of the sport and, and not a conversation like we're having right now about all the other uh, unhealthy habits that we are um, asking kids to do throughout their day? Uh, tough question, man. I mean, a great question. I think ultimately it's, it's not sexy enough. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, it's, it's not getting us to where all Americans want, which is this this quick fix for success and succeeding. I get that. I get that. What I find though, is that ultimately it's the, it's the piece of the puzzle that if it's never put together properly, long-term, it's going to always lead to the downfall. And, and I, I battle with that a lot of times in my practice uh, with people because my solution isn't sexy that I'm not, I'm not here to, I'm just, I'm here to talk to people about what works and, and what actual health is. And, and, there's no pill for it. There's there's no quick fix. It, it takes time. It takes work. And when we talk about training for sport, there's training for sport, but then there's training for your health, and they're very different things. And as long as we understand that, then we can sustain and maintain. If we don't, though, if we're just focused 100% on training and getting stronger for our given sport, working on skills for a given sport, and we're neglecting the health piece, then breakdown's inevitable. You know, eventually, we're going to have injury. We're going to have pain, discomfort. Yeah, so I, I, I think to kind of to put it all in a nutshell, you're saying that no, AAU basketball is not harmful for your child as a, as a sole entity. What can be harmful for your, harmful for your child is years of, of neglecting certain muscle uh, patterns or, or moving improperly for so much time, compounding that with the extreme physical demand of basketball or AAU basketball, and that's what can lead to, to harm for your child. Yeah, I agree with that, Christian. I mean, you should write the article next time. You're doing a good job of that. Yeah, no, I, that's 100% my belief. I, I think ultimately our bodies can deal with a lot of different stressors as long as we're preparing them for it. Mm-hmm. If we're not preparing, then don't expect anything good to happen down the road. Yeah, and I, I think it's interesting um, that people don't talk about that much. But if you look at your car, you, you know, let's say you're about to take a road trip for 8 to 10 hours. You, you make sure your oil's checked. You make sure you've got gas. You maybe make sure your tires are balanced and rotated. But we, we're seeming to not look at the body the same way, especially especially in kids. You know, we just take them to, to you know, eat fast food or whatever they can. And then we ask them to go play four games in a, in a day and and maybe they've not received the proper nutrition and such. I just think it's interesting that we we choose to, or maybe it's not a choice. Maybe it's just like you said, societal, um, the way we work, but we don't look as deeply into that preparation for the body as we do so many other things throughout our lives. Well, and and to piggyback that, you gave me a, an idea for another article. <laughs> good, when, good. When we talk about when we talk about that, I think a lot of societies focus on quick fixes mm-hmm. and and covering up symptoms, like you would a car. Like if you imagine driving down the road and you got this check engine light that comes on in your car, mm-hmm. the last thing you would want to do is cover that up with masking tape, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but and that sounds silly when you're talking about a car, but yeah, when you're talking yeah. about your body, that's literally what you do when you sprain your ankle coming down from a layup. Um, and then the next game, what you do is you throw on an ankle brace. 
Because all you're doing there is you're promoting more problems down the road. You're not correcting the real reason for the ankle sprain, which is most likely weak tissues, muscles, tendons, and ligaments. All you're doing now is you're compounding the problem by throwing on a brace that keeps the muscles, tendons, and ligaments from getting stronger and mm-hmm. working harder. Mm-hmm. Now we're just promoting another ankle injury. That was, that was actually a huge uh, problem for me when I was in college. One of our coaches... Um, he required all of us to wear ankle braces, mm. which, you know, I, he, he wasn't trained in, in health and well-being. But at the same time, what ended up happening to me my senior year, this is my junior season that he was our coach. Going into my senior season, I, I wasn't wearing ankle braces in the summertime because I hated wearing them. But I, I severely sprained my ankle to the point I was out for three months. And there, I'd never had an ankle sprain in my life, not nearly that significant. So looking back at it, that had to have been the reason. I, you weaken your tissues when you throw those braces on, and it, it, you're, you're fixing the symptoms, but ultimately you're predisposing yourself to some significant injuries. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think you're on, on point with all of that. And again, I, I would love that. We're going to have another conversation someday more about the body and, and ways we can prevent some of these injuries. But all in all, no, a kid, AAU is not harming you. You should be preparing better outside of this. Um, so, man, right. kind of concluding this, I would love for you to maybe leave our listeners out there um, just with maybe some takeaways. So so what are one, two, or three things that younger kids should be doing in, in partnership with the sport that they are choosing to become passionate about? to prevent try to prevent injuries later um down the road gotcha i I think i think one of the biggest things that's missed in an athlete uh training in any sport basketball football whatever is that most of their training like strength training is focused around that sport Mm -hmm. which again is typically leading you more into that imbalance i think if i'm a young athlete nowadays and what i'll do with my son if he decides he wants to play sport is that we're going to have to make sure we're training outside. We're, we're working on mobility, strength that has absolutely nothing to do with the sport. It just has to do with preparing for life. And, and I think for uh, an athlete of any sport, another important thing is to make sure that the nutrition is dialed in to the point where we're not consuming a ton of processed foods, mm-hmm. which is, is a problem for a lot of kids because they're in school and then they, they get their prepared lunch or they get the lunch at school. And most of the time, there's a lot of junk in that. Yep. And it's only going to lead to inflammation, which is only going to promote the possibility of injury, pain, discomfort. So if we can reduce some of the inflammation, I think that's ideal too. And then the third thing, the last thing would be more for parents and kids, but trying to get the technology out of the hands and more outside, playing around, messing around. Because anytime they're out playing with their friends, playing tag in the front yard, climbing a tree, they're developing muscles and tissues that they haven't been working on when they're playing basketball or when they're playing baseball. And so what they're doing is they're making it less likely that they're going to get injured when they do play in that sport. Yeah, absolutely, man. I think uh, I think that's excellent, easy takeaways for any of our listeners out there. It's it's all about a balance and and trying to find a little equilibrium there. Um, because yep. I know I've, I've I've heard you say it throughout here. I think you agree that strict specialization is is not necessarily a good thing. Of only practicing only basketball, only this and that. Your body needs to be exposed to other things. So so we're agreeing on that. But it's just that. AAU specifically is not causing harm to your child. There's a lot more factors that come into play. That's just normally the playing ground where um, those faulty muscle patterns will be shown um, so much more brightly under that microscope. 
Yeah, you guys get all the blame, but there's other problems that fall. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, Matt, man, that was an excellent conversation. So to all of our listeners out there, please go check out that blog on our website. Uh, Matt, if you have anywhere you would like to direct any of our listeners, your social media, your website, uh, please let us know real quick. Um, Everything we do, videos, content we put out, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, at Prime Chiropractic Denver. Uh, The website is primechiropracticdenver.com. Awesome, Matt. Well, I really appreciate it, man. Um, genuinely, just as, as someone chatting with you, I know we're doing this for listeners out there, but I enjoyed picking your brain. Uh, very fun conversation and hope to have you back on here sometime soon. Appreciate it, Christian. Thanks for your time. Absolutely, man. Well, to all of our listeners out there, thank you for staying tuned. Please follow us on all of our social media platforms at ProSkillsBasketball and at ProSkillsBball on Twitter. And we will be back with you soon with some more content. Thank you. Thank you.